Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming at you from a chilly, chilly Calgary this this morning. Um, We are are actually taping for the first time since before Christmas. Um, As you guys know, we tape everything kind of in, in advance. And actually, I was just... Alyssa and I were just remarking on how weird it is that we actually haven't even seen each other since December because it's already January 23rd. I hate to remind everybody. Um, But holy moly, one of the things that I thought about over Christmas was I really just want to live every single day in the day and not worry about the future. (laughs) And I'm just like, is it already the end of January almost? Uh, Alyssa, are you feeling the same way? It is. I I do find it weird. Yes, that A, we have not actually recorded since before Christmas. It seems like a lifetime ago. But that we are now end of January when we were recording this. Everyone is hearing this later. But it's funny how... I'm not... I mean, we are not one for resolutions. I mean, we're very open about that on this podcast. But I, I sort of already feel behind. And it's already... It's only January. And again, that is just something I've put on myself. Like nobody's else, like nobody's done that to me. But I'm just like, wait a minute. I thought I had all these goals for myself and we're already almost at the end of January. And I sort of feel that I'm um I'm already adrift a little bit. And isn't like that just seems sad and weird and also probably normal. <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think, okay. I know for myself, I really went through it over Christmas. I was depressed. I was super sad. I was really missing my mom who I lost when I was 24 years old for those those of you who may not know me. Um, And I was feeling really down over Christmas. I I think for me, it was a couple of things. I think I realized last year that I've built a business that works, but that I'm not in love with. And I used to be really in love with it. But for many, many reasons, including just the the way the world changes in such a fast-paced way... Um, I, I feel like I'm floundering as well almost most of the time. And so it's I'm just trying to to kind of keep my head above water with with that. And then I think Alyssa, I, I don't want to speak for her, but she kind of feels the same way. And she and I have both been feeling that way for some time, which is kind of why we created this podcast, to be honest, was to be honest and open about business and and all the fun stuff that comes with it, all the not so fun stuff that comes with it. And then I think, you know, I turned 35 this year. And for me, I'm not one to to complain or be worried about kids or marriage. But like, I also realized, you know, I do have to start thinking about the kind of family I want if I do want one, right? And so it was just a lot. Um, 
And so like, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Alyssa. But one thing I'm really proud of myself for is I've tried to take every day as it comes this month. And I've stopped being super duper hard on myself. Because last year, I was hard on myself about everything. And for my whole life, I've been hard on myself about everything. And I, I think this year, I just decided, you know, give it a rest, tr- trust the process. And whatever happens, happens, deal with it as it happens. Um, and some days are more stressful than others. But yeah, I mean, we all have our moments. And, and just like, I think giving yourself grace, if you didn't accomplish all your stuff right away is fine. Right? Like, write down your goals, you know, figure out ways that you're actually going to get them done. But, like, maybe don't give yourself a timeline, especially if you're really friggin' burnt out from last year, which I know all of us probably are. Yeah. For, <clears throat> for all its um, great things, 2022 was, was a, um, was a slog. I'm not going to lie. And I don't know, I don't know what 2023 brings, but I think this is what we're going to discuss a little bit today in terms of the fact that sometimes being an entrepreneur and running a business, no matter the size of the business, whether it's just you or whether you have staff or whatever, it can feel really lonely and very overwhelming sometimes that you feel that you're in this abyss or in this boat by yourself and you're trying to like manage and you're comparing yourself to other people, other business owners that you see on Instagram, that everything looks all great in their world. And you think what's wrong with me. But I think what we're going to talk today about is taking the time to help grow your village. And Dakota, you have a, you have a good name for it. What's the, what, what are you calling this? So this is really funny because um, I literally just thought this up the other day. <laughs> My girlfriend was... So nobody like, take, nobody steal this. We're going to trademark it. I know. Okay, we're going to trademark it. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I'm going to be the next... Yeah, I'm going to create an online course. <laughs> Alyssa and I are going to be the next Mel Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our high five challenge. Um, I actually want to talk to you guys about that too in a little bit here, but... Uh, honestly, I've, I've fallen in love with Mel Robbins. She's pretty cool. Um, but in any event, so what I kind of came up with the other day, my girlfriend called me up and she's also been going through it like we all are. And she had a bunch of stuff that she was upset about from relationships to her job, to finding a different job, to maybe moving away from Calgary. And one of her main complaints was she's like, you know, I really only feel like I have you. And I've kind of had to let go of a lot of really toxic people in my life. And um, it's been really hard. And I said, well, I think you just got to fill your life with some BBBFs. And she's like, what's that? I was like, I don't know. I kind of just thought of it. But um, what you need to do is fill your life with better friends. You need to get yourself a better circle. And that's just not friends, right? That's, That's many different people. You need to get yourself some better cup fillers or sorry, you need to to fill a bigger cup. So like fill that cup, but make it bigger. And then um, what was the last thing? Sorry, guys, I'm just going to make sure that I got it right here. Um, The last thing was you'll have a fuller life as a result of those three things. So just going over them one more time. Better friends. Yes. Sorry, better friends, bigger circle. Or not bigger circle, better friends, better circle, 
bigger cup, more fulfilling life. BBBF, BBBFs. And let's kind of go through each of those things quickly and chat about that and why they would make sense. Because I think one of the biggest things Alyssa and I have learned over the last while since we since we started this cast was when you're doing anything in business, you kind of... It's like jumping out of a plane. It's like ripping off a giant band-aid. And there's certain things you can plan for, but there's lots that you can't. And so how do you support yourself when you're a single woman? Um, and you know, I hate to say it, but like, I think women invariably have like less support than men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you, how do you create the family that you require to lean on? And so the first thing that comes to mind is better friends. And so I think last year we went through this, this weird kind of wave of cancel culture. And actually it's been happening for a long time, but we went th- last year in particular, there was a lot of stuff on Instagram and in the on the internet in particular about like, okay, if this person doesn't serve you, just cut them out. And that's absolutely not what Alyssa and I are saying. Uh, I think what we're saying is cultivate friendships that are meaningful and fill your cup. And you leave these people feeling full and happy and they offer something to you that other people don't. And when you leave a person feeling sucked of energy, um, that's probably not a good fit for your for your the first part of your BBBF. The friends thing is really interesting, and better friends, I think, is an interesting way to phrase it because as you get older, and I am older than Dakota, um, you realize you change a lot in your 30s. I mean, you change a lot in your 20s, but I find in your 30s, especially as you um, grow your career, whether it's as an entrepreneur or or in the corporate sector, um, you want more with less. And what I mean with that by that is your friend group becomes smaller because all of the quote unquote friends that you had in your 20s or in your in, leading into your 30s um yeah don't fill your cup and the reasons that you were friends with them whether you went to high school with them or whether you went to university with them or whether you met them at your first job and you had those 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 connected things that made you friends don't exist anymore. Like you're not in university anymore. You don't work at the same jobs. And perhaps those friendships or those relationships just are not what you need in your life anymore. And so your friend group in terms of your really close friends becomes a lot smaller. And I think those people are your people, like the, whether it's one person or five people or whatever, it's those are your ride or dies. And I think those, those start to become very clear in your mid to late thirties of who actually is in your boat, because they're the ones that you can call anytime. They're the ones that will sit and listen without judgment. They're the ones that you feel good being around. And that when you are, 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 are done for an evening and you're going home, you, you actually feel good about yourself for the time that you had with them instead of like leaving and feeling insecure or, or, or disappointed or angry about the, how the, 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 the evening or the day went. So 
better friends, but I also think less friends, but more quality friendships, I think is really where you need to go. And I think it's a tough discussion and a tough thing, but I think we've all been there where you do have to sort of let friendships go because and it's not like anyone is bad in the situation. It's not anyone's fault, but they served a purpose for when they were in your life. Like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of people come into your life for a reason and people leave your life for a reason. Um, and sometimes people have to leave your life because they're not, they're not fulfilling to where you are right now in your life and where you want to be. And sometimes it doesn't even take a discussion. I mean, I've had friendships who I thought were really great friends And then you quickly realize that you're always the one reaching out. You're always the one texting, like how things going. You're always, you're the one that's setting up all the meets and the the dinners and the get togethers. And then you quickly realize that when you stop doing that, there is, there's nothing on the other side. So it's not like they are realizing that you've stopped reaching out. And then it just kind of ends because, I mean, I've had that before where it's like, okay, I'm not. I am not reaching out to this person anymore. Like we have tried to set up coffee four times and there's always been some reason they can't be there or something has happened and they can't whatever. So if they want to go for coffee or, or meet up for lunch, they can contact me and then you never hear from them. And that's fine. Totally. And I think that's the thing. I mean, um, the other thing too is if you're somebody who's a social butterfly like me, you got to be careful that you're not taking on too much, right? Like I love connecting people. I love helping people. I love being there for people. I've been doing a lot of soul searching into what would I be doing if I wasn't running my business? And I realized that outside of opening my party store, which you guys have heard me talk about in the past, if you've listened to the podcast or helping Alyssa set up her alpaca farm. Right. Yes. I think that I would be... I'd go back to school and become a um, psychologist, to be honest. I, I think I'd be very talented at that. And I, um, that being said, though, like I have a tendency to take on too many friendships and help and like tell people I'm going to be there for them. And while I very well want to be, sometimes I can't because um, I'm just one human. But the people that know me and love me and have been in my life, uh, whether for a short period or the long term, that really fill my cup right now, they know my tendencies with work. They know my tendencies as a human. And I've actually been very clear with them about who I am. And that's one thing that I do right now is anytime I take on a new friendship, I almost have like a conversation with people about who I am and what I can offer. Because I want people to know about my shortfalls. I want people to know where I struggle so that they don't aren't, aren't shocked when they see it happen because they're going to see it happen. And so I have a couple of new friends that I've had very, you know, in-depth conversations with about, hey, sometimes I can be a giant flake. Here's why. And if I if I do that to you, I apologize, but feel free to call me out on it. What are some of your downfalls? Right? Because none of us are perfect. Um, and then like things like, here's what I can offer you. And the other thing I've been doing this year, because for the longest time, um, I would take on too much and bail. Um, because I'd get overwhelmed is I've almost kind of stopped making like tons of plans, like outside of the things that I have to plan, like Alyssa and I have a 
podcast planning day coming up on Friday that's really important to both of us. And so we're both going to show up to that and and it's it's going to be something that we do together. But outside of that, I've been trying not to make like scheduled plans to hang out with friends. I've been kind of more trying to be like, okay, I'm going to go on a hike today. I'm going to call this person and see if they want to join rather than, hey, do you want to go on a hike a month from now? And we'll put it in the calendar. Because when I do that, <laughs> Alyssa's laughing at me. When I do that, I personally tend to feel a different way that day because I booked it a month out. And then maybe I don't want to go on a friggin' hike that day. So I think outside of the big things, you know, looking at how many people can you like, how many, you know, how much can you take on from friendships and do you have the, do you have the ability, the ability and capability to be there for other people? And if you don't, then you might meet somebody you really like, really like, but perhaps the conversation is, you know, I'm really busy with work these days. So I'll see you when I see you for a coffee, but it was so great meeting you. Not let's be best friends forever right now and hang out every single month. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I, I think just to sort of wrap up this piece is like, you can have friends who are acquaintances or, or business acquaintances that you, you enjoy having a coffee with or whatever, but you don't have to invite them into your inner circle. I think there's a differentiation. Okay. What's the next B? Okay. So the next B is bigger or sorry, better circle. So better friends, better circle. So better circle is looking at what do you need in your life and what do you enjoy giving to others? So similar to your friends, but who in your life right now, whether it's from a family perspective, client perspective, um, coworker perspective, boss perspective, your circle, and I'm not talking about your inner circle. It could be your inner circle, but I'm talking about like your whole circle your atmosphere of people, if you will, who in that atmosphere is sucking the life out of you and not offering anything and who you're constantly at their beck and call uh, and who, and who in your circle is actually offering you things like, do you have mentors in your circle? The other thing I want you guys to consider is what do you have in your circle? So for me, when I take a look at the year ahead or like I do planning for, for the future, um, with my bigger goals, I, I look and I say, well, who can help me with this, right? And so my goal for this year, I have a couple of goals in terms of my circle. One is to bring on a better financial expert to help me with my business, to grow it. So I want them to do my bookkeeping, my accounting, and I want them to be around to kind of help me figure stuff out. The other person I want to add to my circle or team, if you will, is I'd like to add an expert in my business to to help me grow my business and to give me advice. So almost like a mentor, right? So whether that's a coach or a mentor looking at, do you need coaches in your life? Do you need support? If you're a new mom, do you need to bring on like a sleep trainer or somebody to help with your child? Um, if you're you know, working for someone else, do you maybe need to get a mentor within that capacity? So just looking at your bigger circle and who needs to be in your life to help you achieve the goals that you need. Maybe you love yoga. So you, you know, you want to bring on a better, a better yoga teacher this year. So stuff like that. How are you building out your circle to achieve your goals? Yeah, I like that idea. Cause I think we don't sometimes view the, the, those who provide service to us, whether it's 
bookkeepers, accountants, or yoga teachers or whatever, as people who um, fill our cup, um, so to speak, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think the bigger circle, if you look at the people who are in your circle, um, those people you work with, your boss, your staff, your uh, external contractors, is are those people making your life and work and business better? And if they're not, then you probably need to reevaluate. So for example, like if you hate your, or if you love your job that you go to, you love what you do and you like your coworkers, but you work for the most horrible person on the planet, you have to evaluate whether the, the things that you're getting from your job tasks are worth the the mental stress of working for someone who is not a person who you would have in your circle and then make adjustments from there. We have talked about numerous times of, of letting go of toxic clients, letting go of clients who do not serve, serve us in, in, in a positive way and just take, take, take. All those sorts of examples are what you sort of have to look at. Like if you love yoga, but you don't really like your yoga studio, you just go there because it's down the street or it's convenient. But just because it's convenient, you're not feeling that you're getting the best out of your practice. Maybe you need to reevaluate those sorts of things. So it seems simple or even something that you may not think about regularly, but all those things make a huge difference. Like, who are you working with? Like, even when we bring on people for our businesses, whether we bring on photographers or videographers or graphic designers for, for projects that we work on, it's like, are these people that I would feel proud or excited to refer to other people? Or am I sort of working with these people because they were referred to me by a friend and I feel like uncomfortable about letting it go. Um, So yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes I feel like we revert back to being 14 year olds and trying to please everyone and we're insecure and we feel like we're just awkward and, and not doing the right things. But yet we do have to realize that we are adults and it's our responsibility to create the life and the atmosphere around us that we deserve and that we the best benefits us and not the people that. And not people, please. Essentially. Yeah. And not people, please. Yes. Good. Yeah. Even if you have a friend that you've worked with forever, or you have a subcontractor you've worked with forever and like their work has started to slip and you've had multiple conversations and clients aren't happy, like that's the kind of stuff you got to look at. Right. And you would look at that if you owned a multi-million dollar corporation. So why wouldn't you look at it with your own business? If it's business, if it's smaller, right. It's yeah. But I think another really quick, great example before we move on to the other, the, the final two and a couple of examples is, and one thing I would actually um, offer to you guys to do a little case study with yourself is pick one thing in your life this year, that one goal in your life this year that you want to achieve and think about and journal about, or just write down the qualities of another human being who can help you achieve this goal. I think the biggest and easiest one is probably fitness. I know for myself, I am hiking the West Coast Trail, hopefully later this fall, if we can get a spot. And I'm also running a half marathon on May 28th. So in order to achieve these two goals that I have, because I know I can't do it by myself, I've never really been great at motivating myself with working out. 
I've gone ahead and I've taken like the money that I would spend on fun stuff and I've invested it into a personal trainer. And this is the first time in my life I've done this, but I've stuck with it for like a while now and I'm seeing results and I'm seeing, I'm feeling stronger, I'm feeling better, and I'm feeling more capable of doing these things. So look at who is like a, a more like an expert that you can bring into your life that you can afford, you know, like depending on what it is, it might not even be something you pay for, who can help up-level your life. Maybe it's a cleaning lady. Like maybe it's somebody to help you with your house. It doesn't have to be a big thing. But just look at somebody that can help you that is an expert at what they do. Um, The next thing that is on this list is a bigger cup. So get yourself a bigger cup and start filling it. So I think a lot of the times, you know, a lot of the time, uh, particularly over COVID, we we have um, what's called like a famine mindset, where we just think like I lots of narratives around I can't, I won't, it's too hard, and I think when we do that, we're giving ourselves like a child sized toddler cup with life, and we're filling that cup. And then it's spilling, it's spilling over, but like not in a good way. And so how can we get a bigger cup and fill it to a place where we're happy and expand ourselves into other people in a way that really we wake up every day and think to ourselves, like, I'm very wealthy in happiness because I've put in the work to fill this bigger cup. So once you get, you know, better friends, better circle, you're going to start to see your cup growing and that cup filling. Um, a little bit more every single day. And I think thinking about your life in an ab- abundance mindset, whether it comes to friendship, money, um, work, experiences, whatever is important to you, um, and then filling that up in an abundance mindset way where you're, you're, you're thinking and manifesting of the resources that will get you there is kind of the third piece. Yeah. And I also look at filling your cup in terms of things that you want to do or want to be a part of that may or may not benefit you from a work perspective or a or career perspective, but just make you happy and make you feel like a better person. And how I incorporate that filling the cup components are I I mean, and I've said this before, I love teaching and I love speaking. So I've been able to incorporate um, those opportunities. And I've been doing some guest lecturing at Bow Valley College. And it, it gives me like, it's not, it's, there's no money involved. I'm not getting paid for these. But for me, it's a fill your cup moment where I get to go and share my expertise with these awesome, young, brilliant minds. And it's also a way for me to um, meet and be a part of the um, business department at, at Bow Valley College in terms of the academics and the the um, the the uh, department chair. And so, yes, it may benefit me career wise or professionally, but it's just it's just me being able to do these things. Like there's nothing more in it for me than just being a part of helping these kids um, gain knowledge. And so for me that those kind of things really fill my cup and I get asked to do 
different speaking things all the time in different capacities. And um, one of the things I do is I'm a I'm a mentor through ArtsVest, um, which is a national organization that helps arts administrators. And so I give pre- like online presentations to arts administrators across Canada. Again, nothing for me. It's strictly volunteer, but to get the feedback of my information and my style and getting the feedback from them fills my cup. And so it's the filling the cup from my perspective is all the things that you do just because you want to, and it makes you feel good. And there's nothing really more that you gain out of it aside from making people happy or making yourself happy. And I think we need to do more of those things. Like it it doesn't have to be like structured volunteer things. Like I know everybody talks about like, yeah, I want to go serve lunch at the drop-in center and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. But it takes a lot of time and effort to get to be able to do those things in terms of signing up through their system. I mean, Dakota and I've tried to do it multiple times and it's just a circle of crazy. And it's like, so why don't I just do something easy and you utilize my time to, uh, right. It's just a, a different way to look at things. Like you don't have to make things complicated or make things sort of structured and how you fill your cup. You can do it in many different ways. And so that's just, those are the things that I like to do to fill my cup. I love that. I love that. Um, so if we do all of these things, um, I personally believe we will have the F of the BBBF, which is a fuller life. And why wouldn't we? Right. So that being said, this is probably pretty overwhelming for those of you who've never really tried any of these things. So what I'd recommend doing, I'm going to give you guys a couple tools to take away from today's cast. Two of them are not mine. I got them from someone that I I really admire and appreciate and has helped me a lot over the last few months in particular. And that is Mel Robbins. She's obviously a super famous, like well-known self-help coach, if you will. I really like Mel though. She's real and she kind of just... She's been through a lot of stuff and gotten dug herself out of many holes. Um, but I think the first thing that I would query you guys to, or I would tell you, I don't know what that word was, <laughs> that I would tell you query. guys, query. if you're feeling rotten down, down the dumps, getting up every single day with a lump in your throat, you feel like you're going to cry. Like you're, you're like basically ready to give up, which I know a lot of us feel that way right now. Um, and have for a while, because I think COVID brought up, brought in a lot of vulnerability and emotion and like hardcore deep digging into what we're really unhappy with. So what I'd recommend is looking up something called the high five challenge. When I first saw it, I was like, Oh my God, no way. I'm not going to do that. That's messed up. Like, uh, like it's so weird, but essentially just, just look it up. There's an, an, a podcast on Mel's uh, podcast about this. And it's, it's essentially, she was in like the worst spot of her life. I think they were like $800,000 in debt, her and her husband, they were like on the precipice of a divorce. Like she, she had like no life left in her. And she literally gave herself a high five one morning in the mirror. Um, and she said like psychologically from like the dopamine hit that she got, it really helped her to, to get moving. And so that's one thing I would recommend looking up and trying because I know for myself when I was literally feeling like death over Christmas, I 
tried it a few times and hated it. And I was like, screw this. But it's because my self-love had like plummeted to the to the ground. Um, but I I now like whether it's a high five or just like a quick chat with myself every morning, I, I talk to myself and I I like support myself. And I look at the person in the mirror, as Mel says, as a human rather than just like this machine that has to get everything done. Um, I think it'll also help you guys give yourselves grace when you're not achieving your goals right away. The other thing I'd recommend is looking at her 54321 get out of bed uh, thing that she does. So that one really helped me because she actually sends you emails every morning telling you like, okay, like good job for doing it. Or like, oh, if you didn't, that's okay. But something I really struggle with is I'm not a morning person and I've tried to be a morning person for forever. And so I'm, it's something that I think I'll have to work on the, my whole life. But what I do know is when I get up and I have a full day, I'm so much happier than when I lose time to sleep and I don't have a full day. Like it physically depresses me. So when I wake up in the morning now, I make sure my phone is out of my room. It's it's like a non-negotiable. Um, even though I'm still very addicted to my phone, it's very tough to put it down at night, which scares the hell out of me. But I leave my phone out of the room, I go to sleep. And then in the morning, when I'm if I'm struggling to get up, I count down from five. And by the time I've counted down from five, I've rationalized in my head why I need to get up. And I put my phone in a place where it's going off and I cannot access it until I physically get up and go get it. And so this has helped me to launch myself out of bed, essentially, um, and and really look forward to the day. Because I, I just personally struggle with that slump of five minutes when you just feel really groggy. I really struggle with it. And I almost immediately like want to go back to bed. So those are two things that I think could really help that have helped me um, help you with these things that might make that that will make your life more full in in with these three B's. Um, Alyssa, do you have anything else that will you could add to that? Um, I think I've talked about this before, but um, I'm a big proponent of um, block booking your days so that um, things are in your calendar or that that are for you. So I'm a big proponent of putting in like going to the gym as an actual appointment for yourself or two 30 in the afternoon. It's like, go for a walk outside for 15 minutes. Um, so we are so terrible with ourselves with making sure that everything for everybody else is booked in our calendar, like client meetings or his activities and this, that, the other, but I'm a big proponent of making sure that this stuff for yourself is scheduled in so that when it comes up as a, it's a meeting for yourself. And because we all take our calendars so seriously and everything's down to the wire, it's like, put yourself in your calendar first. So every single month, put all the things for yourself in your calendar before all the other things have to go in your calendar. And that's a really big thing that I try to do. And also, I mean, working for myself, I'm, I'm, I'm flexible with my time, obviously, not everybody, but even if you work for a corporation or you work um, in the traditional office sense, you can still take 15 minutes to go outside for a walk and get some fresh air and all those sorts of things, um, or extend your, uh, lunch hour a little bit, make sure that you're getting um, time for yourself to, to just be. But I'm big with, I do not schedule meetings on Fridays. I am stickler about that. I will not do it. Everybody knows, like I really don't work Fridays. Um, that is what it is. 
Mondays are for me. That's like my business stuff, like whether it's invoicing or bookkeeping, all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very, very strict about my meeting days being within Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I try to book them in a day so that I'm not all over the place with clients. But um, that's a training too. I mean, I'm very... I'm very upfront about that when um, when I take on new clients in terms of my uh, my time. And I find that if you allow clients or you allow your work to infringe on those times that you've put for yourself, then it very quickly spirals out of control. And so if you can take anything from the beginning of 2023 is schedule yourself first. It's no different than it old, that old adage of paying yourself first like putting money into your savings or investments before you're paying bills or whatever, you pay yourself first and you schedule yourself first. And I think that is an easy way to to get into the groove of making sure that you're filling your own cup. Absolutely. And then also putting boundaries on when you look at your emails and the things that will bog you down and pull you out of flow. So... Which is tough because I, I want to look at my email every five minutes because I have severe anxiety all of a sudden around not doing the things that I need to do and get that shit in check. Oh, you yeah. don't have to your email every five minutes. You can check it twice a day as long as you're getting back to clients in a professional manner. Um, like, you know, within I'd say 24 hours is totally reasonable. And and be honest, you know, like when clients send me posts, even yet, like they might take five minutes to do, but that's five minutes that maybe I didn't have that day. So I say, you know, you got to give me a day's notice for anything, right? I'll try to get it done. And if I can, I will. But you need to give me at least 24 hours to in respect of my schedule. So train yeah. your clients and don't try not to... Don't email them late at night. If you're doing work late at night, schedule the emails to go out the next morning. Because the yeah. more you train people on how to treat you, they're going to treat you that way. It's like dating. It's the same thing. Very true. Anyway, we loved uh, chatting with you guys today. Can't wait to, to chat with you more soon. And welcome to 2023. Can't wait to see what everybody does. Please share any um, practices you have with us at Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram. We'd love to see your videos, your comments, um, any feedback you have, and, and just some of the things that maybe we should be thinking about. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.